Introducing Kicking Back with the Cooks, presented by Woodhouse. 18 brands, 16 convenient locations, simplified car buying to save you time. Shop, finance, and buy online at woodhouse.com. Here's head coach John Cook, along with your host, Lauren Cook-West. Here we go, Kicking Back with the Cooks, October episode, and we're starting off with story time. Coach Cook, I I love hearing your stories, but today I'm going to tell you a story. And... (laughs) The first snow of the season happened this morning. We're recording on October 12th. And we have probably like two to three inches of snow. So we wake up, we didn't know it was gonna snow. We knew we were gonna have some weather. We thought it maybe rain, it ended up being snow. And this morning I get Madden out of bed and I tell her, you know, we gotta go look out the window, it snowed. So Madden gets, we get out of bed, she goes and looks at the window. She's like, snow day, snow day, she's so excited. Then she proceeds to start taking off her clothes, uh, t- pajama tops, pajama bottoms, underwear, the whole everything. So she's completely naked and opens the door and runs outside. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? Are we, are we working on Wim Hof breathing in the snow and the cold? Like, what is going on? And it, I, I don't, toddlers, they're wild, they're crazy. I, I, sometimes I don't understand their thought process, but... I thought that was hilarious. Did I ever do anything like that as a kid? Um, you would have to ask your mom, but I think your brother did. So, uh, but, you know, it's no different than the dogs get the zoomies. Uh, Madden got the zoomies. <laughs> I know. So then we let Indy out, and Indy's our, our newest rescue dog, and she's from the south of Texas. So has never seen snow before. She's only a year old, so she's a baby, and she has been in Texas her whole life until she moved up here. So she, we let her out. And we have a back deck and then some stairs that go down to the grass. And she stayed, normally she sprints out, does her business, comes back inside. She stays on the deck looking around, like, what is this white stuff all over my grass? And then finally, Henley goes down, her other dog, and so Indy follows her. And Indy's stepping in the snow, (laughs) lifting her paws up, like, what the heck is this? And it is like limping around on three legs, trying to figure out how to walk. And then all of a sudden the switch flipped and she just sprints and she runs like a greyhound. She, we think she maybe has some sort of hound in her. So she's just doing the zoomies, doing sprints in circles around and around and around. And she, she's fast, but she, you're right. She had the zoomies. She was crazy. She loved it. And now she likes the snow. Yeah. So there must be something <laughs> about snow. I, I know it, it's cold, but, uh, there's something about Do horses about it. do anything? Uh, did you check the camera, this, the baby monitor this morning? Yeah, they're, the just, all, they're just all waiting to eat. <laughs> okay. Where's our food? So. They're not bothered by the snow? No, no. They don't, it doesn't bother them. I have another story for you. Yesterday, uh, Madden and I went up and were with the horses, and Bud was getting new shoes on. And Bud has, you can maybe explain his special shoes, but uh, Madden got to watch Bud get shooed. And she was very upset because she thought the farrier, yeah. is that... The yeah. farrier was hurting Bud because he was hammering on his feet, and then he was using this big file. And Madden was really worked up because she did. She thought this was hurting Bud, but meanwhile, Bud is half asleep on Mom. Yeah, you know, d- barely can keep his eyes open and fall like leaning on Mom, falling asleep on her. And I'm like, Madden, Bud's fine. It's you know, it's just like when we file your nails; it doesn't hurt. I'm trying to explain it to her, but anyways, she she enjoyed that. Awesome. Awesome. So there you go. That's this month's episode. All the stories were done. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm just kidding. Uh, are you dressing up for Halloween? It's, it's Halloween month. Uh, no. No, I hate Halloween. Are, will the girls dress up? I'm sure they will. Uh, Has there this been talk? Group, knowing this group, I'm sure they will. Any ideas what they'll do? No, no. I feel like they usually have a theme. One year they did the coaching staff. Another year they did, I think it was like animals or something. Yep. They, they were butterflies and dragons and cows and I, I don't know. They're, they usually go with the theme. Yeah. So we're, I'm just happy when we get, get through Halloween and we're on. Usually we have to pl play on Halloween. I don't know what day of the week it is this year, but Tuesday. It's, always, it's always a weird night. Yeah, you're, you're not playing. Okay. I made sure of it because I want to go trick-or-treating with Madden. Oh, okay. So I made sure I didn't have to, you know, call any. Otherwise, I maybe would have called in sick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we had, I helped host the radio show with Jessica Cootie about a week or two ago. And we had a lot of questions come in, as you know, from the text line, from, we had calls that came in. And then I posted a uh, question or a opportunity on Twitter, now I guess we call it X, asking fans for more questions for the radio show. And I said, if we don't get to them on the radio show, then we'll definitely get that to them in uh, the next episode of Kicking Back with the Cooks. So you're back in the hot seat. Are you ready to finish answering all of those questions? Let's, let's do it. All right, here we go. Playing with fake nails. This is a big one. How do they do it? Fans want to know. And then I want to ask, you mentioned Bergen broke a nail in the Michigan match. Did you ever end up having, you told us in the post game after the Michigan match that you were going to have a talk with the team. Did you ever end up having a talk with the team about maybe deciding against fake nails? Um, yeah, we talked about it and they say, oh, they never break. And Bergen was actually defending hers that it wasn't actually <laughs> the fake nail that broke. It was a real nail. So I'm like, she got a cotton merits, you know, hair clip. So, uh, I mean, that's, these guys love it. I think it's therapy for them. So I've actually, I, we may put in next year just to hire a full-time nail person, be with our team. So we have a trainer, wow. nutritionist, strength coach, and a, and a nail, nail person for nail therapy. So work, work in an NIL deal. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure some of them have NIL deals. So I'm sure uh, you're right, that's, with a spa. Because uh, they, they, it's like, it reminds me, it's, it's like washing your car, you know, and waxing your car. You get, it's all looks really good. That's what it's like every week. They come in with these new nails and they're just all buffed out, like shined up and ready to go. Hey, what's the saying? Uh, look good, feel good, feel yeah. good, play good, play good, pay good. That's right. So There you go. If, hey, you're 15 and 0, so yeah. you might as well just let them stick with the fake nails. That's right. How do the girls, this also has to do with, with fashion and girl stuff, but how do the girls decide if they wear spandex or leggings? We've seen a few matches where Merritt, Harper, some players have worn leggings instead of the shorter spandex. Uh, is that their decision? Is that, and, and I guess what goes behind that decision process? Yeah, well, we, uh, when we're on the road and play on a wood floor, we give them the option to wear the leggings. Because uh, in our gym, training on TerraFlex, we have two TerraFlex floors that we train on, and we try to stay off the wood floor. We actually have another piece of TerraFlex that we put along the net just for cushion on jumps. So if some, uh, uh, somebody's training over there, like the middles will go train over there on a, on a station, 
so they'll have TerraFlex to jump, you know, land on and jump on, and uh, so. But when we're on wood, you, you're, you, you, your skin sticks to the wood when you go to the floor, and it's just, it's. I almost feel like it would be almost come under hazing when we go to a wood floor, and the first few times they start going to the floor, it's like they stick and they're ouch, that hurts. So we give them the option to wear leggings. Uh, you know, it just helps them slide on the floor better uh, on wood floors. So that's that's the decision on that. And you know, and, and all you have to do is go look at their at their legs. You know, they they got bruises, bumps, scrapes. You know, it's like they crashed on their bike almost. Uh, so they're they're they get pretty nicked up. Uh, but the TerraFlex is huge, and I can't believe that even anybody in the Big Ten anymore doesn't play or train on TerraFlex. And then what is the deal with the high compression socks? I believe you guys have worn those for two or three years now. Yeah, you we used to wear them back in that? the old days. Uh, and then the fashion statements, probably when you played, you guys didn't want to wear them anymore. So, but there's research now, um, and all you have to do is, is get old or travel, and you uh, start learning how important compression socks are. And compression socks help push fluid as you as your body works and you develop you know inflammation in your body it, your body creates fluid and the compression socks help pump the fluid out of your ankles and your feet back up and just keeps it recirculating and again if you whenever i go overseas flights i always wear compression socks and you don't get any swelling they work awesome and so it's just a way of uh we believe and it's also it helps in that recovery part and keeping things moving. And then the other part of it is it helps protect their legs from going to the floor. So it's just, you know, some more protection. So if they're wearing the, the leggings, you know, I think they just go down to their knees and then the socks will come all the way up. So they're really protected from scraping along the floor. When can we get the student section all together? And I, I want to add something before you answer this. I watched a clip, I think the Big Ten Big Ten Volleyball put it out, and they were asking players their favorite oh, away gym to play at, away arena, away gym, uh, and a, a few players said Nebraska, but a couple other players said places like Penn State, uh, Purdue, and they, their reasoning was because of the student section. They said it's, it's a hostile environment. The student section's right on top of you. Illinois is another one. They're, they're in your face, and it just puts a lot of pressure on you as a player. And so I think this is huge. Nebraska is a, definitely a difficult place to play at because we, you know, we're always sold out. We have so many fans, but our student section is split up, and this has been a big topic of, of, con or topic of controversy, I guess, is what you could call it. And uh, a lot of people want to see the student section come together. Well, we've been working on it for years. There's some... We've been told there's some conflicts because some people would have to move their seats that they've had for a long time, you know. Uh, and I would like to have the band and all the students in one section down there. So, uh, but I've not been able to get it done. And uh, we get told by the ticket office and development, and they just don't want to ruffle the feathers. But now that we've opened the door with that with the football stadium, I mean, that might be a great question for people to call in and ask Trev on his show. You know, how can we get that done? And, you know, and we'll ask again in the spring, like, how can we, how can we get that done? Because the students have reached out to me. They all want to be together, and we'd like to get them together. 
And uh, so uh, maybe maybe the door's been opened a little bit now that we could uh, look at that and 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 uh, find a way to make it happen and, and make it a win-win for everybody. And again, that's you know there's a lot of people that would be involved in making that happen. And and um, so great question, and let's keep asking it. Football gets a new training facility. They get a new stadium. What what does volleyball get? <laughs> we we've got everything we need. We have a beautiful okay. facility. Uh, you do. And uh, great training facility, great volleyball facility. You know, we just added 400 seats in Devaney. For, True. So the standing there's 400 people that were in standing room only now have seats. So that's pretty cool. Um, there, I don't know if people have noticed, but they put in all these ribbon boards around Devaney. Uh, so I don't know if that enhances it, but it, uh, you know, how that works or what the fans think, uh, we really don't notice it. But, um, you know, they're trying to continue to uh, modernize Devaney and keep it uh, fun and active. And we've, we've put in... Um, uh, you know, we're trying to do fun things during the match, and we come up with some ideas and and uh, some songs that we play and the Red Kingdom, and um, uh, we we got the new one. The I don't know if it's the squirrel or the rodent that does the yell. I, I I've heard we've been doing it. I haven't paid attention to it because I'm wrapped up in the match. But uh, so we're trying to continue to have fun things. We're working on something. Uh, else right now with our team that hopefully if it comes out really good we can share that during matches as well do opposing teams ever steal your serving signals uh some places there'll be fans that'll signal to the team but if they're doing that great then that's just a distraction for the other team if they're trying to follow the signals from the student sections behind us looking at the the stands up there but i mean some people try yeah It's obvious that your team has excellent chemistry. Do you take that into account when recruiting? You, I think it's uh, culture and chemistry or whatever you want to call it is, is really, really important. And I think a big chunk of recruiting is recruiting the right people that fit in with what our culture is and our, what our team's trying to do. And uh, so, yes, that, that is a definite question. And, and I, I feel really good about our recruits uh, coming that our freshman class obviously and down the road coming in I think there's a uh, you know the, the 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 players that want to come here I think they sense our culture and what it means to be a Nebraska volleyball player and that's one of the reasons they want to come here so yes that helps them fit in really well and help continue to build our culture and keep it strong and 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 that gives you a chance to have great chemistry as a team. We also, as a coaching staff, have to do a good job of, of you know, building roles and, and, and making everybody feel valued. And that's something we work really, really hard on. Uh, and, and that also helps develop great team chemistry and culture. And, and uh, you know, this year we've got the game changers. We've, we've got, you know, the, the starting group, the game changers, and then you know, in practice, we, if you're not on the starting side, then, uh, then you're, you're over there making as hard as you can on that starting side. And uh, there's some days I worry if we lose our confidence because we can't have success like we normally do because uh, our, our, our side that is 
really pushing us and making it harder than a match is doing an awesome job. What is the official ruling with power tips? It seems like it changes for every match. That's a, that's a great question, Lauren. I'm on the rules committee. We just had a call yesterday. Of course, it never came up, but I've been sending clips to the head of the officials and every, everybody's calling it different. Everybody's having a different interpretation. I know internationally there is a push to take it out of the game, which would, I think would help the game, would create more rallies, especially if you look at the men's game, because they, they really take advantage of it internationally. Uh, and so um, it's, it's a judgment call, and everybody's got a different version of it. So if you can get away with it, you know, and I look at, you know, I think Andy Jackson gets called on some just because she's so high and up there. I think they just naturally call it, even though I see shorter players, it, they hold on to it. They take it behind their head way more than Andy does, and they don't get called. And so it's a, it's a part of the game that, uh, you know, we're, we're going to need to get figured out because it's, you know, and then when you get in the NCAA tournament, do they call it tighter? Do they call it looser? You know, it, it definitely gives advantage to players that are, jump higher and are taller uh, uh, to throw it around like that. And uh, so I'd like to see it taken out of the game. Interesting. Uh, speaking of officiating, when you have matches like you had at Indiana and Purdue with all of the green cards, do conference officials look into that? Or does anyone hold those, or those officials accountable? I, and this person said, I believe there is a system in place for football uh, that they compare that they're comparing to talking about that someone reviews the the officiating after a football game. I, I don't. I'm not familiar with that. Are you familiar with that? And is there any process like that for volleyball? Well, there is. There's the, some of the people that are on the on the rules committee officials. There's officials on there. They're constantly following all this. They know everything going on. They know when we have you know nine green cards. Uh, you know. Uh, they're aware of calls and things that happen, and they're, they're, so they're constantly watching all that and mon monitoring it. The problem is with volleyball is there is a shortage of officials, and you know it, it probably doesn't pay like football or basketball does, so it's hard to get people that are available that want to travel, you know, because there's, there's a lot of travel involved if you're ref refereeing Big Ten officials and, uh, or, or matches. And then same with SEC and Big 12. And now with these new conferences, it's going to be even crazier. So, but the other big thing is training and getting good quality lines people. And my theory is, and I've said this for years, if you look at where the lines people are, they're right on the corner of the court. It's, it's the worst spot to be. If you look at internationally, they're never on the court. They're w always way back, and they have four. We try to get by with two, and they're right on the court. It, it happens so, f and the game's getting so fast, and the players are getting so physical, it's hard to see. Uh, and so, um, so one, we got to do one of two things. We either have to go to four, four lines people and get them farther away so it's easier for them to see so they're not worried about getting hit. And, and again, it's right in front of them, so that's the, the worst spot to be. And then the second thing would be, um, you know, we get upgrade the camera systems like international where they don't, they, some international matches don't even have lines people because they have the camera systems in. And so the official up there just has an iPad on a stand and he can just look, they just, you, you challenge it. He looks at his iPad, they replay it 
and the decision's done in about 20 seconds. In or out, touch, no touch, boom. Uh, but they have the high-speed cameras, and uh, that, that would be ideally the way to do it. And we've pushed the Big Ten to try to do it because, oh, guess what? They have high-speed cameras in football. They have high-speed cameras in basketball. So volleyball might be the most important, you know, just as important sport in them because it's so fast and it's happening. It's so close. Think about it. You know, everything's, you know, crammed on a 30-by-30 court. Uh, and so it's, it would be uh, really beneficial for volleyball, and there's a lot of really close plays that are happening and um you know and again tennis has it i mean you know wimbledon they they've got all the camera systems and you know those tennis matches so hopefully that is coming soon and and the big 10 will ante up and get it in everybody's gyms do you realize how many attendance records you have been a part of at different schools since your memorial stadium match and then why do you think that is um, well, this year, the last three out of four matches, they broke attendance records. They're all on the road. You know, that, that's the interesting thing. And, of course, I remember in the Big 12, I think we held, when we were in the Big 12, we held every attendance record at every Big, Ten, at every Big 12 school. So I think, one, it's Nebraska. Nebraska fans are trying to show up and get in. Two, uh, it's, uh, I think, that after the stadium match, we're seeing record crowds everywhere. And even Division Two. Uh, so it's happening. Um, I taught, uh, I think in the Summit League, they're breaking record attendance records. So I think the stadium match created this big, strong interest in volleyball and got a lot of people excited about going to watch volleyball, and, and we're seeing it across the country. Why don't we utilize the jump top spin serve with any of our servers? We, Caroline actually has a really good jump serve, and um, now, the question is, how consistent can she be? But she hits it hard enough. You have to be able to hit it hard enough uh, to create stress. And, you know, the best jump server we've ever had was Sarah Pavin, who now floats on the beach. And when she went internationally, she floated because she couldn't hit it hard enough like the men do uh, on a jump serve. And the other best one we had was Jordan Larson. And the you know, first thing when she went to the national team, they jumped. The, 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 her uh, jump serve and made her go to a float because she just at that level couldn't hit it hard enough and a good float serve will move more and create more problems for passers than a jump serve. But I will also will say I'm seeing more jump servers this year in college volleyball than we have in the last five years. I mean, uh, a lot of teams now are jump serving. Look at Indiana. Sometimes they'll throw out three of the six servers will be jump servers. Did you see Indiana beat Purdue? Oh, yeah. Uh, when was that? Last night? Yeah. Last night? Indiana's good. Purdue's good. They, I mean, there, there's, I told you, I mean, I'm saying everybody's good in the Big Ten. Rutgers beat Minnesota. I know. Yeah. We broke that news to you. Yeah. You got you to gotta bring your A game. You got to show up. It's, it's, college volleyball is getting very, very competitive. I hope they rank Indiana. They deserve to be ranked. Yeah. They're good. Agree. What goes into the decision-making of when to sub someone in or out and then what goes into the decision making of who to start on the left side, Allie or Lindsay? Well, that's based on practice during the week, just like the middles are all based on practice, uh, who, who's getting it done. And, and then um, it's just a gut feel. And sometimes you can tell, I, you know, I see these guys every day that, okay, somebody's struggling, so we're going to put somebody else in. Sometimes you got to let them work through it. 
but the, it comes down the most important thing is, is passing. We have to have our best passers out there. So that trumps everything. Pass, serve and pass, baby. How ser- by the way, how's serving going? <laughs> are, we getting, are we moving in the right direction? Are we cutting down on errors in practice? I know you, ser- you say they serve well in practice, but they is this going to start translating into games? They do. That's, that's the next jump for us. But, you know, last time we missed this many serves was 2015, and that, that year turned out pretty good. It did. I'm just, I'm ready to throw. There's been a few times I've almost taken my headset off and thrown it because I've been so frustrated with serving. Yeah. <laughs> I've had to mute myself on the air to I, say I some choice words. Yeah, I think we're okay. getting better. But, you know, only matters we'll in the games. That's where we keep score. Right. Did you ever look into Bergen's back sets and were they going over her left eye or was she not squared up? Um, no, her back sets are great. And we're just working a little bit more on her finishing over her right shoulder. So I think what you're seeing sometimes, she doesn't finish over her right shoulder, so she sets over, over her head, and that's what it looks like. So we're working on it, and she's doing great with it. And then also with that question, even on off nights, you attack 300, and I know a lot of that's Bergen, but why or how does that happen? Maybe if you're not passing well or... You, you have some attacking errors. You, you guys still somehow find a way to hit above 300. Right. And that's, uh, you know, when you've got five hitters that can kill the ball, it makes you hard to defend. Of course, if you're not passing, which is going to happen, you know, 40 to 60% of the time, you're going to be in what's called medium system or out of system. And then you have to ha- have an offense to do that. And we work really hard on that. And, uh, again, if you've got great hitters, They'll find ways to get kills even though you're out of system. Now, it's harder, but it's something that we're working on and, uh, you know, we're trying to master. And as we say, when we're out of system, we're in, in system. So uh, for us, it's, it's just normal. And we work on it every day. We put them in those situations. And how are you going to get a kill? If someone would have asked you in the spring if you would have been 15-0 at this point, would you have believed them? No, I, I don't really don't look at this or that or records or anything all i know is uh, we're going this weekend we're zero zero we're in week four of the big ten uh there's you know we're, we're trying to play at a high level every night and that's that's our job and we're not we're just got our head down we're not worried about that stuff so once you start paying attention to that stuff or looking at it or saying why well, we should be this or that uh you're getting distracted on from what you need what you need to do to be successful. And so we're just trying to do everything we can to get better every week and give us the best chance to be successful when we play matches. Any funny stories from so far this season with players or stuff that's happened on the team? You usually ha- I feel like you've had a couple in the past, past years. Yeah. Um, well, the, the, the biggest thing is with Jordan back, they're, they're all scared to death of her. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they're all like, oh, my God. They, this is what they'll tell me. Oh, my God. I grew up watching her, and now she's coaching me in the gym. I, I can't believe this. You know, what, you know, I grew up idolizing her. I wanted to be her, you know. And, yeah. And so that's, uh, um, that's been the, kind of the biggest theme this week and uh, or last couple of weeks, just having her back. Trying to think of any funny stories. Um, 
I feel like the equivalent of Jordan Larson is if you're a part of a band and Taylor Swift comes in to coach you. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that, that's, that's what this is. It's you're yeah. part of a volleyball team and Jordan Larson comes in to coach you. Yep. Uh, that's a, that's a good example. Um, trying to think where we were at Purdue, Indiana. Yeah. I, I don't know. The other, the other thing, um, you know, just hearing them say some of the things that the student section says to them, that for the, especially the freshmen for their first time. You know, they're, oh boy. they were saying this and they were saying that. And, and it's all good. Once, once it gets bad, then I'll get involved. But um, just hearing their reactions uh, to being on the road uh, in some of these places. So there's, there's, some, there's some comedy in that. Um, but I remember at Ohio State, we were back when I played, we were running into the locker room and there was a piece of paper on the ground and we were looking at it because it was on the way to the locker room and it was a printout for the student section and it listed each player for Nebraska and what chants or cheers to say when they were, or not cheers, chants or what to say when they were back there serving. And I thought the fact that someone from, the, or multiple people from the student section put the time and effort together and the creativity and then pass this out to the student section. It, I was impressed. Yeah, no, I've seen, seen that. Seen that a couple of places do that. Uh, what What do you remember they called you or said to you? I think they they would always say like daddy's daddy's girl or they would. I remember it was always something that involved you. Yeah, yeah. Who's your Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they're, Illinois, they do a really good job. Their student section. They, uh, they, they have some creative things that they do as well. Yeah. No, it's fun. And, and uh, as we get used to it, it's more fun for our players too. As long as, as, long as everything's, you know, it doesn't become personal. Or, appropriate, or, yeah. yeah. I want to leave you with this question. What is your stress level at this point in the season, or what is the most stressful part of the season for you, the beginning, the Big Ten, or postseason? Um... I don't know. Every week has its stress levels. There's just challenges every week. So I, whether we're in preseason trying to figure out starting lineups to now we're trying to figure out how to win matches to, uh, uh, keep everybody fired up, keep them motivated, figure out what, you know, how long do we practice? What do we do? Do we need to change it up? That's what I stress about is each day. How do we max out each day? And, um, that's kind of, I wake up thinking about it. Like, what do we have to do to be great today? What, what does our team need today? What does the staff need today? So, uh, you know, I don't, it's just, it's part of the job. I don't know if I'd call it stress, uh, um, but it's just part of the job and, and it's a grind and you're, you're doing that every day and you're doing it seven days a week. That's the, the other thing. It's hard to take a break. It's hard to shut it down, but that's why, uh, um, you know, I try to go rope and ride, so we get one day a week. I w we should post post my late. Uh, I had a really good roping session the other night. We should post a video on there. So you didn't miss. Oh, I missed, but I had yeah. a couple of really good ones. So we could post one of those on there. Maybe Nick can you, make that happen. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Let's make it happen, Nick. Yeah. Has anything surprised you so far this season? I don't know. I just, I don't think about those things because you're just, I mean, there's always surprises. Um, but 
you know, that's just part of being around a group of people and trying to perform at a high level. I mean, things are going to happen. Um, but um, not, nothing, nothing, nothing that stands out right now. So sorry, this is so boring, but. This is boring. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's not boring is confession and lesson. <laughs> And that's where we're at. That's where we're at, baby. So I'm going to, I'll give a lesson. Okay. We're going to split it, break it up this week. And you have to give a confession, okay. but I have a really good lesson. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. Trust creates peace. It's short. It's sweet. It's simple, but think about it. You trust your training. You're going to play at ease. If you trust your teammates, you're going to play with great chemistry. And I think all of that is peace in a way because it's, it's harmony. You're playing together. You're, you're taking care of, you're doing your job on the court. If you're trusting your training and if the players trust the coaches, then there's not going to be, if they trust you and you trust them, then there's not going to be a worry or stress there. It's just more peaceful playing environment. That's good. You also know the word trust has the letters U S next to each other for us. Love that. Yeah. You know where I got that? I was drinking a, have you ever had Yogi tea? Yeah. Yeah. They put little quotes on their, yeah. on their tea. Uh, what, what are those called? The tea bags yeah. on the tea bags. And I always love reading them. Some are kind of cheesy and weird and I don't understand. And then others are really good. And I read that and I immediately thought that applies to volleyball in so many ways. So, well, good, good. There you go. That's my lesson for the day. Okay. Now, your Thank confession you. for the day. My confession for the day will be uh, that, you know, I have a hard time deciding what to wear for matches, and I just wasn't feeling my wardrobe, so I called you <laughs> to call Gary Michaels, and now I'm waiting on my new custom shirt. So, so for, I can, because like I said, you feel good, you play good. Feel good, you coach good. You coach yeah. good, they pay good. Hopefully. <laughs> so. Hopefully, yeah. Uh, did you get the text that I sent that yeah. their shirts yeah. are in? I'm, and I'm, I'm waiting. We're ready to go. I've got my helpers ready to go. We're, we're ready to go. Just so waiting here, for the call. Here's another story for you. So I called Gary. Gary he, he's the man. Runs Gary Michael Clothers. He's the best. If you need men, if you need shirts, slacks, anything, go to him. But I call him. I'm like, hey, we need to do this. I need you to send me pictures of samples of fabric. We need to pick something out. And he sent me like 15 different swatches and you know, I'm indecisive. So I'm trying to go, it took me hours to go through these and try and figure out which ones would look best on you, which ones I like best. So I got it narrowed down. I sent some to you just to make sure you were okay with them. And then we ended up deciding on the final picks. And then he has someone who puts the old Coliseum logo on them, which I, I love that logo. I don't know why you guys ever went away. I mean, probably cause you moved out of the Coliseum, but I wish you could still use that logo in a sense, maybe read a new one for Devani and put it similar to the Coliseum one. Yeah. But it, they're putting that on them and you're going to debut them here and hopefully in a couple, in a week or two, a couple weeks, maybe for the Wisconsin match. I'm, I'm hoping we, we get them. Uh, I'm hoping we get them by tomorrow. So maybe. So but anyway, that's, uh, that's my confession there. There. How's that? We, the girl, love it. The girls are going to go crazy when they see new shirts. Yeah. No, they like I love it. their reaction. Yeah, they, li they like it when I when you deck it deck it out. So. Well, you've been wearing just a you know half zip and 
slacks and tennis shoes. It's yeah. you're getting boring on that. Those are those are that's all Adidas. Adidas we made some great stuff this year. Really cool they, stuff. Adidas has up their games. But speaking of outfits, the, there's a coach for Indiana that was in a ball cap while he was coaching. Yeah. Don't, a hat. don't get me started. <laughs> well, JV and I were off the air, and, and I'm like, JV, have you ever seen that before? He goes, no, never. And JV's been doing this longer than you have. Right. He's been calling volleyball matches for 30 years. Right. And, uh, and then he, he kept making comments on the air. Like, oh, yeah, you know, Steve Baird looks like he's about to go to the gym and pump some iron. Because <laughs> he's just in a hoodie and sweats. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's funny to see how differently all coaches dress. Yep. So, well, anyway, we're, we're trying to try not to overdress, but look sharp. There you go. Love that. We'll, we'll end there. So, Coach Cook, thank you so much for your time. Russ Brown, thank you for producing this one. Nick Burkhart for editing it. And to all of our fans, Husker Nation, we love you. Thank you for tuning in, for supporting us, for watching this. And we will see you again next month. Go Big Red.